Hello and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I'm your host. My name is Morgan Rakowski. If you are coming back to listen, welcome back. Thank you for being here and tuning in again. For those who are new, though, Holistic Healers is a podcast I started. I provide a discussion with anyone who is focused on their health. So maybe, you know, they're an expert in their field. They help clients. They have clients of their own um, to maybe someone day one on their healing journey and want to talk about, you know, what they've experienced so far, what they've learned and want to share that with the listeners today. So without further ado, I want to welcome my longtime friend, Isaiah Childers. Welcome to the show, Isaiah. Why don't you uh, tell people listening what brings you on the show today? Uh, definitely. So I've uh, been friends with Morgan a very, very long time, and she's been such a huge impact with like everything that I do in my life and everything. And also, um, so when I heard about this podcast, I started listening to all the episodes and I was like, <laughs> man, I'd love to just get on there and talk just about some stuff. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about like fitness and like the power of positive thinking. Ooh. Yeah. Um, no. Why don't you, why don't you share a little about your background, maybe how you got into the fitness world? Uh, yeah. Um, so I come from a family of very, very, very fit <laughs> individuals. So my mom was a marathon runner and my dad was a bodybuilder. Um, and so kind of drastically two different people, <laughs> but uh, I'm one of four. And my two older sisters and one younger sister, um, all of us grow up playing sports and doing a lot of things. I've participated in like school sports. I was, a, you know, I was a biathlete one time. I did karate. I just like, <laughs> I did just about everything you can think of. And I, but what started really like sticking with me was the power of just like lifting weights and, um, so I started like powerlifting when I was a very young age. I know that's kind of a hot topic for a lot of people, but I There's started nothing wrong with it. Oh yeah. And <laughs> just, that's why I'm so short. Um, I, uh, no, I, I started powerlifting at about the age of eight and I, and then I stopped right around 11, um, competed a couple times. And ever since then, that I started getting into like endurance so that's when I was a biathlete and a cross-country runner and I did mountain bikes for a while mm -hmm. I was a crossfitter or I am a crossfitter now and yeah yeah I was gonna say when I first met you I I knew you as the mountain biker like the uh cross-country rider for the school exactly. oh my <laughs> goodness yes yeah, so I did I did ride for the school for uh, about two and a half years mm -hmm. um went really good. Wasn't really my forte. I tried the whole semi-pro stuff for a little bit and I got on a training program. I was on a team for a little bit, raced around. And then it just, it turned out, it made my hobby a job, which I was really uh -huh. sad about, you know, but I still love my bike. It's still so much fun. Yeah. Well, it takes yeah. the fun out of it. You know, it doesn't make it as enjoyable anymore. Absolutely. It turned into like, I remember I was riding like at least 13 hours a week just sitting on my bike because I had to do it and it was just awful and I hated it because nine times out of ten it was snowing outside so I had to do it on the trainer and so I just put a movie on and I just get my head down and go. Mm -hmm. So what what attracted you then to CrossFit? Totally so when I was uh, 14 actually I was uh, looking for something in the off season to do and to get stronger with uh, like endurance and just like 
I tried the, the whole mask oxygen restriction thing. I tried just like longer training and stuff like that. And I was just getting so beat up. And then my mom and my dad were going to a CrossFit gym. And so I did, I thought it was pretty dorky and I was like, no, I'm not doing this, but ended up being pretty good at it. And I started competing at about 14 and went to state, which was fun. I did like local comps just kind of around my area. And then I ended up getting offered that scholarship for mountain biking. So I kind of stopped from mm. CrossFit from that. Do you think like having a CrossFit gym so close to you got you back into it? Or was there something else that kind of, you know, reintroduced you to that scene? Definitely. Um, so I, I just loved that competition mm -hmm. and I loved like, I, <laughs> I can't stay still. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I had to constantly be moving, stimulated and stuff like that. And I saw this CrossFit gym. Yeah. And he's, it's right down on Maine and they're super gracious to where I don't have to pay for a membership and they, I just clean the gym for a membership. Um, and so they're super helpful with that. And I'm a firm believer and like, I don't know, I think you have to be constantly learning something every day and it takes a little bit of like an outside perspective almost. And you almost kind of have to step back with like everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So sports is like one of the greatest tools that we are, that we have. And it, teaches you teamwork, perseverance, like determination. It teaches you how to fail, which I think is like mm -hmm. extremely important because like if you're succeeding at something, then that's good, but you're not learning anything. And that kind of goes back to what I said is like, you have to learn stuff every single day. Otherwise you're going to be staying stagnant. Yeah. And that uh, there's like a saying in like a lot of CrossFit gyms kind of around the world is um, nothing ever great came from a comfort zone. Yeah. And, and I know that's kind of like a crazy quote and you're like, holy crap, like that's kind of, that's <laughs> it's a little so nuts, true but though. I know, but it's just like, it's, it's true, mm -hmm. you know? And like, you have to be very determined and like push through a lot of crap just to like get to where like you want to get to. Yeah. Well, and like, how can you learn when anything is easy? Because that's oh, what's yeah. familiar to you. You know, that's what you're comfortable with. So if it's easy, you know, it's something you already are very, like I said, familiar with. So um, the more that you can push yourself and challenge yourself, like you said, I mean, I don't do CrossFit, but I can only imagine with the intensity of CrossFit, I'm sure you are learning new things every single day. Right. And also too, for those that are like, maybe they see CrossFit and they see the guys doing the goofy pull-ups <laughs> and everything like that. And just like, you're, you that's how I envision it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, I will, <laughs> I will say this. It's like, that's very true. And it's, but also, you got to look at it from another side, too, and where it's moving. It's everybody's moving all the time. And it's super, it's very interesting because it combines like five disciplines of exercise, powerlifting, um, Olympic lifting, endurance, gymnastics, and I think it's like coordination. Yeah, I want to say, mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but it's very, it's very goofy. And I know that it kind of gets like a bad rap from a lot of people, mm -hmm. but also, it's something that is important to me and I get though everybody has their own opinions about stuff but I'm not going to discredit it at all you know yeah. I I think you best thing I can tell people is don't knock it till you try it because it's yeah. it's intense yes but man you can do a 30 minute workout right and be completely drained the rest of the day yeah I don't know I I just think it's so much easier to dismiss something when you know you know nothing about it and right. You have so many 
CrossFit athletes that just look incredible. And I know it's not just about looks, but like, I think they're just in the best shape of their lives. And it's, I don't think it's something to knock until you try it because it's obviously working. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, think, I think the, uh, the part about CrossFit I admire so much is just, especially, I mean, maybe not just those professional CrossFit athletes, but just in general with CrossFit is just the habitual practice that a lot of CrossFit athletes have and just that routine that they have in making CrossFit just a part of their lives. Cause I think a lot of people, I mean, you know, they go to the gym maybe a few times a week, maybe once a week, which is totally fine. And I think it's better than, you know, not doing anything, but when you do CrossFit, I feel like you almost get addicted to it. Like, I think it just becomes part of your mindset. Like I have to do this today. There's no question. (laughs) It's preaching to the choir. And like, um, what's it called? There's this guy, he's like the godfather of CrossFit. His name's uh, Matt Frazier. And you can look up that name and he's just, he won the CrossFit games five times in a row, which is like absolutely Mm -hmm. absurd. But um, he kind of talks about how it's like, it's you're feeding an addiction and you are creating this addiction of just like absolutely destroying your body. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to go and do it again the next day. Mm -hmm. And he kind of talks about that in his book, which I highly recommend. It's a really cool read what's it called do you know um it's called hard work pays off okay or hwpo um very very cool um great athletes super fun they're all i highly highly recommend um and his wife does a thing called feeding the frasers which is um he does she does like nutrition stuff for him and oh dude it's so cool is there anything that it's been helping you with outside of you know your physique or your physical health Totally. So, um, yeah. And like it is, I treat it as almost a meditation. So a lot of people will say like they hear the word meditation and it's kind of a buzzer word because people are like, I don't want to like sit in a room and just like do nothing with my fingers touching, you know what I mean? (laughs) Crisscross applesauce. No, it's not that you can do meditation with just by sitting on a plane. You know what I mean? And you can do it by like, just, all right, I'm going to read 10 pages today, or I'm just going to like, you just, it's, a pause on life or something like that and I think that it it severely improves my mental health for sure just because I could have the worst day ever at a hospital Mm -hmm. and then I go you know go into the gym grunt it out for an hour and then I can come home and I'm like oh this is awesome like I feel so much better yeah my day sucked but that part was such a big day Mm -hmm. you know what I mean our big element of my day Mm -hmm. And I think you mentioned two really important aspects. One, it, it's about mindfulness and what meditation brings. Like you said, it's not just, you know, sitting in a quiet room and, you know, talking to Jesus or God or whoever you, you know, pray <laughs> yes, to. You're um, right. It's just bring, you know, bringing into the present, realizing, you know, how you feel, what are your thoughts in this moment? You know, what's your body saying to you? But also I think just exercise in general, and especially with CrossFit, you know, it's that release of that stuck cortisol that we feel throughout the day. Like when we have so much stress, we have so much adrenaline and it's been proven that, you know, behavioral activation, exercising, dancing, movement in general helps you, you know, de-stress and relax. Absolutely. It just, it, it resets, yep. it resets everything. It really, and it like, you know, you hear the phrase a lot of saying you're going in with a bad attitude. You're going to come out with a good one. Mm-hmm. which I think is like very interesting. And that's kind of like a good segue when I want to like <laughs> kind of talk about it next a little bit too, is people have to realize they have to master their mindset. Mm-hmm. So 
cool thing about my dad, he my dad is actually running a similar podcast. Um, it's called Coffee with Dad. I love it. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. Oh my gosh! And like the thing I like about it is that it's short, quick, and easy. And it's on iTunes and Spotify and Podbean. But yeah, he has like 200 listeners. And basically, what he does is he talks about elements of just mastering your mind. You know, mm-hmm. um, because your brain that's a muscle in the body that you got to work out too and you got to make sure that that's mentally strong and like you got to be able to be able to fight back against those bad thoughts and everything there's a study been done that reminded me of what you talked about you grab a pencil i have a pencil in my hand you pen whatever um if you want to force yourself to have maybe not a better day but just to feel better in the present moment you put your mouth or you put the pencil in between your teeth like (laughs) and after a minute or so you almost force a smile when you have the teeth so after a while right I'm talking like this it sounds weird but right like I'm already smiling you know it makes you laugh if people are laughing and it already you know makes me have a smile like I said on my face so that's amazing that's so cool and like the Mm -hmm. amount of wiring that you can do with your brain of just in like thinking a certain way or rewiring it to thinking another way being productive, being not productive, de-stressing, like it all comes down to, and it's like the little tricks like that, like what you're just saying with the pencil, like it's, it's crazy. Yep. I, I totally agree with that too, because I think it also sheds a lot of hope on just the human species in general, because I think we are so adaptable mm-hmm. where, you know, it's not just like we're this robot where you put in, you know, this thought, and then that's, you know, how we're wired for the rest of our time. You can actually, you know, change your thoughts, whether it's through, you know, actual interventions, counseling and stuff like that, but um, also in what you learn, but also just through movement, like you said, you know, you learning how your body feels, somatic therapies, all that great stuff to also change the way that you think every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So growing up and like this thing, like, so my sisters were kind of just like the superhumans of my town. Mm-hmm. So my oldest sister went and ran B2 at uh, University of Mary in North Dakota. And then my second oldest sister was a three-time national champion in gymnastics, about to go to the freaking, you know, Olympics type yeah. good. Like she was scary good. And at such a young age, she yeah. was 10 years old and she we were seeing the country, the most parts of places that many don't see. Roll time. And- yeah, roll time. Uh, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, so she went to Alabama and did amazing she was like starting as a freshman I think I don't really know how it all works but it was just marvelous to see it but when I was a kid you know I I had to kind of surrender a lot of stuff because my sisters were going out and doing a lot of great things um and so that kind of just put me in a weird funk and it knocked my confidence down like 10 notches you know um that's part of the reason why I wanted to do powerlifting is because I wanted to prove to myself that I was strong enough to like get up and do stuff every day. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to show people that like, it's not just them. It's also me too. And like they're living in their shadows almost was just like, gosh, it just killed me. You know what I mean? It really did. But looking back on it now, especially it like, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Cause like even in high school, I'd get bullied a lot because my sisters would be doing these miraculous things. And I was just average. So with anything that anyone's doing, I think it is important to realize that 
it's not a competition. Nothing is going to be, you know, and people aren't thinking this awful things that you think they're thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that I really needed to hear at a very young age. And my parents helped me a lot with that. My sisters helped me a lot with that. And just like hearing that stuff from them of like, hey, you're great too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is such an impactful thing. And it has so many great things to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And failing is okay. It's mm-hmm. not the worst thing in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But- so why, do you, why do you think there is so much negativity around failing like why why do people why is that such a bad thing then if it can be so helpful in the future to learn from right um so like I said you know our brains are such a powerful tool and it's such a but it's a also our greatest enemy it really is and what freaks people out too is like the image that they're projecting to the world you know oh my gosh if I don't get an A on this test the teacher's going to think I'm stupid. The girl sitting next to me is going to think I'm stupid. Like that's something that just like you're creating pressure, mm-hmm. you know? And yes, pressure creates a lot of great things, but it can also create a lot of horrible things. And it makes you just like think bad and, or maybe like, you know, think too harshly and you got to be, it's, this sounds really weird, but I'm a firm believer in that life is something that you need to be a little bit selfish about and you have to be very like you got to be put you first like that's I'm sorry but that's kind of the way it has to be you know what I mean because if you're doing good then you can start helping others and that's the big thing is like don't be afraid to maybe speak up and be like hey I'm not okay Mm -hmm. or hey I need to work on this or hey I'm not very good at this but you know what you got to get up and try the next day is there anything that you think has helped you when you are feeling overwhelmed with maybe that self-criticism or that pressure that maybe you put on yourself? Is there anything that maybe you can um, advise some of the listeners that you do? Definitely. Um, so if you are like feeling doubting and like, you know, rethinking, biggest thing that I remember my dad telling me when I was growing up and like hearing failure is going to happen, but and it's never easy to accept it. However, like if you're failing, it's a good thing because it means that you can get better. And so one thing that helped me, especially through like all those rough times was taking a step back and being able to realize that you got to look at the whole picture, not just like the zoomed in part. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like there was, um, what's it called? I can't remember who said it, but it was something talking about how like, well, Michelangelo, when he was painting the Sixteen Chapel. Mm-hmm. He wasn't focused on the whole picture because if you start to look at the whole picture, it looks really bad and it's scary and it's a lot coming at you. He was just focused on the one by one foot, you know what I mean? Or just like oh. the little section that he was at. Uh-huh. That's what he did every single day. Okay. And then it was done and it all came together in the end. That's yeah, sure. It might. Yeah, it's stuff like that. And you have to find something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and something that someone that supports you that's a big thing. Yeah, that support system, I think, can be, like, make or break sometimes for people. Um, I think, I don't think it even has to be, like, an immediate family member or, like, a partner. Like, I just think a friend or someone that you can confine in that, you know, you can trust is something that, you know, at least has helped me uh, for a lot of my life already. Like, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And, like, yeah, you have to surround yourself with the people that will, you know, 
you gotta have people that are like count you know, like call you out on your shit almost yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because i don't know i think like you gotta surround yourself with like the people that you want to be yeah. you know and another thing is too i would say like you have to be um you're, you're a harshest critic but you also have to be super kind to yourself you know yes. mm-hmm. that's like the it's the hardest thing to do because it's like crap like oh, this is awful you know but one thing that I another thing that helped me a lot through um just life and I still do it to this day mm-hmm. is you gotta find the positives mm-hmm. like yeah. and sooner or later like you won't even need to find them because there's gonna be just that mm-hmm. you know like great example was mm-hmm. um <laughs> I was so I recently I dislocated my collarbone um and it oh dude it was nasty <laughs> it, I dislocated it at my sternum and so it rolled over and it was like kind of bounced around my intercostal space so it was pretty nasty but um I um uh, so I was in a sling and I was told that I might have surgery and surgery freaks me out and it knocks me down a couple pegs you know just like with anyone because you're like I can't stay still. I'm I'm someone that has to. Move. I'm something that I'm someone that has to move. Not that you're time. in a vulnerable state or that you're. No, in no, no, no. It's not like that. Stay still. Yeah. I, well, I remember like my parents used to call me Hammy the Squirrel growing up, like, <laughs> over the hedge, Hammy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's just like everywhere. And, yeah, that's me. Um, which is okay. And man, your caffeine's a wonderful thing. Um, but. <laughs> so I, I dislocated my collarbone and once that did happen it knocked me down a couple pegs and I went to Vail and I ended up seeing a specialist over there and he told me that I don't need surgery which is good I tore some uh, ligaments connecting him to my sternum and those will never never heal um but I will so it's just going to be it's going to pop out every now and then but it's just cosmetic so it's not going to hurt anything um and he said that like things will be okay and back to normal. He goes, but it's going to take time. That's the hardest thing for me to do. But the biggest thing he said is don't go back to the gym. You got to take some time off. And I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to him. I went right back to the gym. See? But I, oh, I know it's awful. But one thing I did was when I was in the sling, I ended up rubber banding the, my arm to my body, like my torso. And yeah. then, um, and so I was got thinking about how I could still be where I am fitness wise. Mm-hmm. um because I'm like trying to like go to a lot more competitions and do a lot more greater things and see if I can make some money doing this thing yeah but I uh so I realized that this was a great opportunity because it exposed my weaknesses and that's one thing that like it showed me so greatly it was like holy crap I got injured yeah that's all my upper body and I can't do a lot of gymnastics movements but you know what's lacking right now is my cardio or my endurance. And so I got on the bike every day for, you know, 30 minutes and I just grinded at that. I was, I was able to build my squat up and just like, I was just being able to like master so many things. And I was like going through like movements, that stuff that I haven't really touched in a long time. And I was like, okay, I got to be able to put my foot here, move this. And I got to do that under extreme amounts of like exhaustion, you know? Uh So, and then like, gosh, yesterday I went to the gym and I obviously you don't see me in a sling right now if, for those of you who don't know, but not in a sling anymore, which is awesome. And uh, yesterday I was doing an Olympic lift. Uh, I was doing a clean and jerk. Okay. Um, and I know I should have, I needed to lay off the weights, but I was actually doing really something really good. 
and I was able to clean and jerk and I PR'd, which is congrats. Oh yeah. Thanks. It was, it was awesome. I was so astonished by that. And I was like, that that's all that movement coming back. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's amazing. I think there's an important thing that can be discussed here because although I, I would definitely be someone to be like, you know, like listen to your doctor and whatever. I think there's also a shift going on in our world, um, maybe the universe, if you want to call it, um, just of trusting your intuition and trusting how you feel, listening to yourself, trusting your gut and listening to how you feel. Because, you know, maybe it wasn't the, the healthiest for your body, you know, that the doctor recommended. Maybe it was healthy for you. You know, we just don't know because you're the only one that's in your body and you were the one that could attest to that. So I don't know. I'm not a doctor of that kind, especially, but I think, you know, to be able to PR that quickly after an injury like that says a lot about how much you trust your body and what your body was saying to you. Definitely. And also for anyone who's listening and like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm going to take my cast off, start doing (laughs) woodworking. No, don't do that. Listen to your doctor. I'm not a smart individual. So please don't follow my actions. Um, Because seriously, that was, it was very dumb of me to do that. And however, it, but like you said, it was just something that I, you know, I, I was, I thought I was comfortable with it. And yes, it did. It did hurt a little bit, but you know, I, I know my body best kind of like what you were saying, but anyway, don't do stupid things after an injury like that, because that was not a right thing to do. That was not a right call for me to do, but I did it anyway, but that's my, my weight to bear. You're still here. (laughs) I'm still here. It's still in place, which is awesome, but just, I needed to, I need to tone it back. You know what I mean? Because that was not a smart thing for me to do. So I wanted to shift back into talking um, about, you know, just the power of our mindset and gratitude. And there was actually a really cool quote. I heard about it. And gratitude, it said, works the same way, whether you buy a new house, you buy a yacht, you buy a mansion, or you wake up the next morning. You know, there's not more gratitude for one event versus the other. Gratitude is just gratitude. And so I think like you were saying too, you know, just having that shift and, you know, being able to maybe go work out in the morning. Maybe it is just waking up, you know, being around family, having that support system. The more that we can practice gratitude every single day and make it become this routine, habitual practice, I think, you know, the better that, you know, we'll just have a more positive outlook, I think. that was beautiful no yeah you're right that is like super super true and gosh man that's so that's so awesome it's like I didn't think about that I didn't even think about gratuity that's so awesome and we we talked earlier too about the power of um meditation too and even just mindfulness and that's gratitude is mindfulness and that can be through journaling it can be through meditation it can be through affirmations you know what we tell ourselves the positive self-talk um you know, it's just showing up for ourselves and then just saying nice things to herself or just being in the present moment um, and just appreciating what you have around you. Definitely. I was looking at uh, this. So part of the rules of this challenge that I did, it's called the 75 hard. I don't recommend it. It's very hard to do. And, <laughs> did you actually uh, do it? Uh, we got about 30 days in and then we stopped. Really? That's so yeah, impressive. So, I mean, we, we still did a little bit, but yeah. it, one thing that I will say though, is that like, there's a lot of the things that I'm not a lot of the things, but there is still things that I'm doing every day. And one of them is uh, my mindset, which is going to be 
it's finding mentors is like the biggest thing you know like holy cow like it, you don't have to be alone in this journey together you know and you can find your mentors per se i'm doing air quotes yeah but um you can find your mentors in just about anywhere you know what i mean it could be for like for me it's my dad for yeah. sure he will like he he will call me out on my crap and just like push me to be a great person every single day you know but he will also like you know he'll educate me he'll give me books to read and like one thing that kind of bleeds into it a little bit is like positive self-talk and thinking like you can't say to yourself and you can't say to yourself these horrible things and expect to be normal at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know it's the hardest thing to do is be able to deal with that you know i when i talk to some of my clients um you know it's much you can attest to this too i mean it's so much easier to just tell someone not to talk bad at themselves um I mean, if we talk about the psychology behind it too, you know, if we've, if we've had this constant conditioning, whether it's from our parents, you know, people that we grew up with, if it's even towards ourselves, you know, and how much pressure, like we talked about earlier, um, that it can have on you, we just become, you know, almost robots to telling ourselves bad things. And when we are stressed, we have that more you know, the habitual brain or, you know, like the, the reptilian brain where we go back to what's familiar, we go back to what's in the subconscious and, you know, we say all the same negative things because that's what we're used to. Um, so I think, you know, in part of talking nicely about yourself, you know, recognize when you're not or recognize when you are and find gratitude in that and just recognize and when you are, you know, talking bad about yourself and find forgiveness in yourself totally because the and more like, you can do that you know the better you'll get at recognizing oh am i doing it in the middle of the day am i doing it when i'm stressed is it right in the morning is it right when i'm tired or haven't you know eaten like when are you doing it and you'll get better at changing it definitely and like too kind of like exactly what you were saying you got to give yourself some credit yeah. you know what i mean you got to almost like celebrate the smaller wins you mm-hmm. know what i mean because man you could have the worst day ever but you know what? I got to work five minutes early and I clocked in. You know what I mean? Or you know what? Like my hair is falling extra cool today. Perfect. <laughs> yep. That's a little just, you know, it's, it's finding those just really little things and maybe the dorky things, but I think it's very important to find yourself in a positive and look at yourself in a positive light. Yep. And to the fact where like, you might have to tell yourself every day, you might have to do stuff a certain way every day, but you have to do it. I think that's just such a powerful thing. And you have to find the positives and the negatives. Yep. And the more that you do it, that's what's going to rewire your brain. Because one and done, like, it's not a light switch. It's not going to change overnight. You can't expect yourself to change overnight, especially if it's years and years of conditioning that you have been through. You know, if you can find yourself, you know, and this is this is maybe a topic about core beliefs, too. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that at all um do you know about so. it i think so i don't know remind talk to me like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so core beliefs um there's a whole bunch of different i'll back up a little so there's a bunch of different types of interventions that you can use with clients there's um the top-down approach which is basically you know let's understand your thoughts to you know how it's going to impact your feelings and later you know how you behave and if you're trying to you know stop behavior you go to your thoughts to see you know what's happening um, absolutely 
And then there's other ways where, you know, you can change the, maybe your gut health, the way you're sleeping to impact, you know, maybe, maybe a better mindset. So there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. Core beliefs essentially are, you fill in the statement that I am blank, people are blank, the world is blank. And it's, it could be positive, it could be negative. Um, but if I have this core belief that says, I am not enough, or, you know, I am not smart enough, right? That's going to create this almost like a pair of glasses. And that's how you see the world. So if I see the world through the lens of I'm not smart, you know, I'm going to play confirmation bias with myself. And I'm going to see all the ways around me that say, you know, Morgan, you're not smart, or you're not good enough, or whatever. And the earlier you can, you know, identify those when they come up, like we were talking about earlier, um, the better you'll, I get, or maybe the more likely you'll, I don't know how to say it, you'll, you'll have a better chance of changing them once you are able to recognize them, essentially. Definitely. Holy cow. That was awesome. I like that. At the end of the day, like, is it's about balance. I remember when I was listening to my dad's podcast and he was talking about how you have to have, you know, work every day, but you also have to have, you know, you also have to hug, hug your wife every day. Yeah. You have to do things with balance. You have to cancel the good out with the bad, maybe, or you have to be able to find that good even when it's like super hard and awful you have to be able to step back and almost just like realize that it's gonna be okay at the end of the day that's like something that I remember telling myself a lot of and is when like like I was struggling with uh this EMT school that I just got out of and it was very difficult for me just because I'm a horrible test taker I, I mean I can't sit down you gotta like you gotta have me on a treadmill when I'm working or something like that because I'm just like <laughs> but yeah it's the truth and like um it's the hardest thing ever to accept that fact of just like failure 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 but then it makes your victory mm-hmm. even sweeter mm-hmm. and then you're just like you almost proved yourself wrong yeah and I you think know? too like when when we talk to you know clients just in general or we talk to people about changing those core beliefs maybe it is that I'm a failure or I'm not enough I think that's the great thing circling back to um, working out or fitness because it's about those small victories that you can prove to yourself, hey, I'm actually not a failure. Like I just hit my PR today or I showed up at the gym today and I worked Hard out. Thing. Yeah, that's, I think Joe Rogan had something on his podcast or something that was just like half the battle or whatever is actually just going to the gym. Which oh is my gosh. <laughs> it, yeah, tying your shoes to get going. That's the hardest thing in the whole world to do. It's not the workout. No. It's not drinking water. No, it's like, it's such a little thing, but man, you got to work it into a routine. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was like, I think me and Arlo were talking about this, but having things done in almost a routine-esque way yeah. is it rewires your brain into thinking that um, like you have to do it. Kind of like what you were saying before is like, it's, it's something that I can't skip. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be every day. It can be one day a week. It can be two days a week. But, you know, you got to do, like, you got to be mindful of your health, yep. you know? And to add some advice when it comes to this rewiring of your brain, I've talked about it in other episodes before. But first of all, you know, let's just say it is going to the gym, right? When, you know, I want to start working out more and maybe I don't do it at all right now. Um, they always say that, you know, research has shown that maybe within the first week or excuse me, first month or so, you know, maybe you'll be consistent. Maybe you'll have some days where it's like, oh, you know, stuff just comes up. I can't go. Um, but for the most part, you'll be consistent. 
Um, but then you'll start to notice little, maybe unconscious thoughts that you can't notice or thoughts that come up. It's like, oh, I'm tired today. Or, oh, I, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Or, you know, I'm not really feeling too well. I feel sick, blah, blah, blah. That's your brain's way of, quote unquote, fighting off threatening thoughts, which it's not threatening, right? Like going to the gym is super helpful and it's good for your body and it's good for your health. But when those thoughts come up, it's about recognizing like and telling yourself, hey, like it's actually okay that these thoughts are happening. They're not threatening. And it's actually a sign that you are changing or you're attempting to change. And shame can come along with that too. I want to be you know, mindful about that when we're changing any new habit or any new thought, like we're going to doubt harshest critic. Yeah. We're going to doubt ourselves. We're going to have, you know, we're going to blame ourselves and when we don't show up the gym one time and that's actually super normal within the shame cycle. So just note it, note that when it comes to, you know, rewiring your brain, that shame cycle and, you know, it's okay. Just notice that, you know, those quote unquote excuses come up that it's actually, you know, that's very normal. You know, you're arming yourself with what you got. You know what I mean? No one else is going to help you with this stuff. It's going to come down to you at the end of the day. So going into the gym and or like constantly going to the gym, being like, you know, ah, maybe I can't today. Those are the days that you need to go the most. And like, and you don't realize it until you get done. And then you're like, I feel great. I feel, you know, and you got those like that surge of cortisol just coursing through you. And you're like, holy crap, this is awesome. Like, and it's like, it's a state of like euphoric. Mm-hmm. you know like of like the runner's high that like kind of example but it's such a cool thing to experience that at the end of every day and you're like yes you're gonna have hard days and yeah you can skip a couple of days for sure but you gotta realize what you're doing you know what I mean and you gotta realize what's your goal a big thing that I believe is setting attainable small goals for yourself every single day mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna get to work you know right on time oh I'm going to you know I'm not going to have seven cups of coffee. I'm only going to have one. I'm going to drink five whole water bottles today. Mm-hmm. Like those are just like stupid little things. And you're like, really? Those are so easily attainable. Yeah. But you're creating and you're setting yourself up for that success, which yeah. I think is so important of like, you're creating those small victories that we kind of talked about before. Mm-hmm. And I think too, when you set little goals like that, or just goals that meet your basic needs you're showing yourself that you're showing up for yourself like oh my gosh you're telling yourself hey i'm going to take care of you and you can trust me to do it and although like i said there are days when you know maybe stuff does come up and you know we can't go to the gym right but recognizing i'm not just going to tell myself this just because it's scary it's new and i'm not used to it i'm going to show up for myself so that i can build that sense of you know intrinsic trust and think of how that plays out in your relationships with others. If you can trust yourself and you can show up for yourself, can you imagine how you show up for other people? Dude, oh my gosh. I was just about to say that exactly that. Yeah. It's like, it's a domino thing. Once you get one thing rolling, it'll influence the next and the next and the next. And then it becomes routine and you don't even realize that you're doing it, but you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have to be the master of our own mind and we have to be able to control our thoughts and our influence to people and just the knowledge of everything. You have to just really hone in on yourself and your like thinking and your um, 
emotions are a very hard thing to, for a lot of people to control, myself included, because, I mean, they're natural. You know what I mean? I have a thought with that. So <laughs> oh, okay. another thing, actually, I wonder, I may, if I can find the TED Talk again, this came from a TED Talk that I was showing. So I teach a managing anxiety group for my work. Um, outside of yeah outside of holistic healing so i show show a group of like 10 clients um every friday um you know ways that you can manage your anxiety and it's not just like here's a bunch of coping which i mean sometimes i do but there's a ted talk i showed and there's a it's a very common misconception that we have to control our emotions or that we're getting rid of our emotions whether that's our negative ones like anger or you know being anxious and we have to somehow get rid of that and feeling stressed and being fearful and even our happy ones like we have to somehow suppress that and not show them um i just want to call that out because i don't think it's possible i do not think it's possible to get rid of your emotions and what the ted talk talks about is you know unless you're like some serial killer who has no sense of remorse like you will have anxiety you will have guilt because you're human right you need those i, I don't want to be a psychopath i don't want to be a sociopath where i have no emotions and i have no feelings absolutely but what the ted talk talks about is imagine like a ship right and your brain is the captain of the ship um you know you're taking the ship on the middle of the ocean and your all your different emotions happy sad anxious whatever are your crew members and essentially you need all the crew members you can't not have one you need a full crew but what anxious or what that anxious or anxiety emotion tells the brain or the ship captain is where not to lead the ship right it steers you away from dangers it's trying to protect you and that's what anxiety is we're not trying to get rid of stuff that's trying to protect us we're supposed to listen to them but as the captain we don't have to take every little thought every little emotion that those crew members have to heart we can listen to them we can balance them but at the end of the day we get to decide which ones we listen to and that i think is how we should view emotions not we're trying to throw our emotions throw those ship members off the ship because <laughs> i don't think that's useful um, definitely we're just supposed to take it with a grain of salt right and yeah i was gonna say and i wanted to speak back with it that was awesome i like that a cool analogy a lot. talk i'm gonna see if i can find it and i'll try to attach it um, right. it's a lot for me personally too i was like oh wow i've never seen anxiety that way before but i will never unsee it <laughs> totally and like also too like i want to reiterate what i'm saying is like you know disregarding emotions like that is never good because mm -hmm. like you know you kind of what I said before of like you have to be kind to yourself and you have to be able to accept yourself that's like something that I've struggled with in the past is just accepting who I am what I'm doing maybe your decisions maybe your you know you have to be almost at peace with that and you have to be able to just really hone in on that you know what I mean and you gotta just like own up to it you know what I mean, is accepting all of that, you know, your goods and your bads, you know what I mean, because like you said, they don't go away, and we're not supposed to throw them away, we're supposed to learn from them, and we're supposed to, like, almost observe that, and just be like, oh, crap, you know what I mean, well, I peed my pants back in second grade, and everybody started laughing at me, I'm not gonna do that ever again, you learn from that, yeah, and it, it sounds so stupid, but that's true, it, like, you have to be able to constantly learn about yourself and dude i'm 
I'm not, I'm talking like I'm the best at this. I'm not. I'm still learning no. stuff about it. You I'm know what I mean? Either. Like I I realized that like, you know, I have to tell myself to sit down and relax when I get an injury, but I don't. You know what I mean? But I will learn from that. Yeah. I I I think that's why I created the Holistic Healers podcast is, you know, we first of all, even the most, you know, esteemed you know, people out in this world that maybe know everything about the subject they've studied or experienced, you know, we all still have those days. And even me creating this podcast, like I wanted to hear from people so that I can learn, but also have people, you know, share their own healing experiences so that they can offer some advice. So it just makes it a little easier each day where we can find a little bit of light that you, you know, we were talking about earlier, finding that gratitude. Holy cow. Yeah, absolutely. And she does it all, ladies and gentlemen. She seriously is just like the ultimate businesswoman. And she's just like being able to form a podcast and just have like this really cool idea of thinking. This is an ad for the Morgan podcast, by the way. You should go and listen to it. It's really good. Holistic healers. It's on quite frequently. So, but I appreciate yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> dude, for sure. I, yeah, I'm firm fan. You gotta, that's, oh, wait, that's another thing. Yeah. Is forming like these friendships that me and Morgan have been friends for gosh, going on five years now, yeah. maybe. Like great as a start of college at least. Dude, yeah, seriously. We met a long time ago, just like that. And but holy cow, she like coolest thing ever. And I've seen Morgan grow in such a really awesome way. And you have to be able to point people out like that and build them up. Breaking down's not a bad like building like building people up every single day you know what I mean yes I was gonna say this before we started recording though but like I I'll be honest I'm horrible about picking up the phone and talking to them but you gotta like pick up the phone and start you know texting people that you're really close to you know what I mean you gotta build those relationships every day just like you gotta build yourself up every day absolutely well I appreciate you I I we I know we live far miles and miles apart (laughs) Uh, but 525,000. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate our friendship. And I think, you know, we've both seen each other, I think, grow a lot. And I'm glad that I think a lot of friendships just come and go. Um, yeah, our friendship. I just I, I, I think we've both just seen a lot. We've experienced a lot. And we can bond over that, which I love. Dude, yes. <laughs> Holy cow. Man, we've had some crazy stories, let me tell you. <laughs> Just wrapping up real quick, because I know we've talked, which I love, and we like some of the other episodes, we could just talk all day about everything, and it would just be amazing. <laughs> um, but is there anything else that, you know, you want to highlight about your healing journey, maybe what you've learned to any of the people listening today um, to take away from? Yeah. In the end, it all comes down to kindness and compassion and being able to just think through that in a logical sense and being able to master that. And again, I'm not the professional on it and I'm not perfect at it, but I'm working at it every single day. And you have to be kind to not only others and you got to be able to build them up every day, but you got to do that for you too. You're a person just like they are. And just be careful and kind. That's the big thing. And find your support system, I think, is another thing I noticed. Surrounding yourself with the people that you care about and will do nothing but build you up. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Isaiah, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a guest on the Holistic Healers podcast today um, and just truly embodying, again, what it means to master the mind, you know, positive self-talk, being compassionate and, you know, just really going after it um, as usual, though. Thank you so much, Morgan. Um, do go and listen to the podcast, this one especially, but do go listen to my dad's podcast. That is something that is very influential in my life, and I feel like it it's a lot of great things that needs to be said, and maybe it's not the things that you want to hear, but it's the stuff you need to hear. Sweet. Yeah, and I will attach that too um, in the description as well as on Instagram where I usually post um, all the holistic healing stuff. Um, but I wanted to thank again every listener here today tuning in. Um, if you tune in each week, thank you again for being here. If this is your first time, thank you for joining. Um, like I said, if you are interested in following along, uh, this podcast is on Spotify. It's also on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I also have the Instagram, like I said, it's at holistic underscore healing LC. Um, I have a website, holistichealinglc.com, and a Gmail attached um, if you want to uh, message me directly. I do wellness sessions, I do tarot readings, I do palm readings, um, and if you ever just want to be a guest on the show, want to talk about, you know, your experiences, what you've learned, maybe your expertise in helping clients, um, I'd love to have you on the show. So, she does it all, ladies and gents. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Isaiah, again. Um, I appreciate you being here. Talk to you all soon. Bye.